Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the Amen Torah Podcast. Just like the past couple weeks, uh, Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz are still one Parsha off. Uh, Chutz Laaretz is going to be reading Parsha's Emor this week, and uh, Eretz Yisrael will be reading Parsha's Bahar. Um, and since I'm based in Eretz Yisrael, I will once again be following uh, that schedule. So therefore, this week's Tavar Torah is for Parsha's Bahar. If you'd like a Tavar Torah for Parsha's Emor, you could check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind.blogspot.com, where you'll find the written version uh, and the podcast up there on the site. Or you can sign up for our email newsletter. Just email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. And you will receive the written version of the Vartora as well as the podcast in your inbox every week. So without further ado, let's get into this week's Vartora for Parsha's Bahar. So there are many technical Halachos brought in Parshas Bahar. Um, there's tons of property law in here. It also starts off with the Halachos of Shemitah, which are definitely uh, uh, more clearly understood um, on a spiritual aspect. But once you get past that, um, the Parsha does seem to get more technical. Um, and what I want to explain here is how each of the mitzvos and the subsequent details uh, that are found within them uh, really have underlying uh, cultural religious reasons um, for all of them. And the example I want to talk about is the Isser of Ribas. You are not allowed to lend money with interest. There is a mitzvah to lend money, uh, which we will discuss in a minute, um, but it is a, a very big uh, vera to lend it uh, with Ribas. Now you can find reasons for both sides, why you should be able to lend with uh, ribis with interest and why you shouldn't. Um, the reason why you shouldn't is because, as we explained, what's what's the whole um, philosophy behind the mitzvah of lending money? Uh, we have to understand that the money we receive is a gift from Hashem, and He could just as easily have given it to someone else. Therefore, it is our responsibility to first take care of us of ourselves and our families. But then, with everything uh, that comes after that, it's our responsibility to help everyone else in need. So, in which case, you shouldn't be able to charge interest for that, because it's your obligation to help this person. Now, you don't have to give all the money away, right? There's There are mitzvahs of tzedakah, but in actuality, the biggest mitzvah of tzedakah is to provide somebody with a opportunity for him to make money, not for you to just give it to him. So, in terms of lending money, um, it's not necessarily the mitzvah is not necessarily to give it that you cannot get it back, which would be pure charity, even though that's obviously a tremendous mitzvah as well. Um, but at the same time, you're not allowed to charge extra for it because that's your responsibility. But there are many times where <clears throat> a person is using the money that they're given purely for business reasons. It's not about charity reasons. And even in those uh, situations, you're also not allowed to charge interest. So if you're already allowed to do business with money and the business that you're doing right now with your money has nothing to do with uh, anything religious or anything uh, charitably, uh, anything related to charity, why should you not allowed to charge interest? And that's, that's the reason uh, that you should be allowed to uh, charge interest. And that's why we need to understand what is the actual uh, issue that we are not allowed to charge interest to fellow Jews. Uh, the mitzvah in the Torah is specifically about other Jews. Uh, when it comes to Gaim, you're allowed to charge interest, you're allowed to borrow with interest uh, without any issues. 
So we need an explanation that solves both those answers. Why is it both those questions? Why is it specifically uh, for Jews? And uh, why is it even in cases which uh, have nothing to do with charity? So the Kliyakar gives what I feel is a, a really beautiful explanation for this. Um, and if you want to look it up for yourself, uh, it's in Parakhafhei Pasuk Lamid Vav, which is where um, it talks about the uh, Isser of Ribis for the first time. So he says like this. There are people who have jobs which pay them a set salary at a certain time. However, uh, many people, and I don't necessarily want to say most people, but it's anybody who works in business or who owns their own business, um, their income depends on the success of their projects, whatever it is that they're doing. So if you think about it, uh, all success comes from Hashem. So when you get involved in a business where your salary is determined by your success, you are being completely reliant on Hashem helping you. So even if a person doesn't choose to live this way, meaning even if you're forced into a situation where this is your salary, this circumstance provides you the opportunity to put a tremendous amount of faith in Hashem and subsequently raise your level of emunah and bitachon. So essentially your job, your income, is providing you an opportunity to further your relationship with Hashem. It's, it's helping you further your relationship with Hashem. So once you lend with interest, you're going to lose this reliance on Hashem. Why? It's one thing to lend money while only getting the same amount of money back. right? Then you haven't gained any money. In fact, you've done a tremendous mitzvah because you've had this money which you could have used for anything, and you decide that you're going to use it to help somebody else, and eventually you get it back, but it's money that you had already. So you're not gaining anything extra. But once you lend with interest... Now you're guaranteeing not only your money back, but a profit. So that's a guaranteed salary. Now it no longer depends on the success of your own individual products, projects. It doesn't have to do with what Hashem is doing for you to help you be successful. It's this person eventually has to give you back that money. So in that case, you're losing that connection with Hashem. You're losing that opportunity to further your amun and bitachon. And while the Torah knew that there would be people who would make money in a guaranteed fashion, there wasn't going to be a system set up where there's a mitzvah to lend money, and directly through that mitzvah, you would eventually end up lessening your connection to Hashem. So by prohibiting ribbis, so by prohibiting ribbis, all aspects of our lives continue to be opportunities to come closer to Hashem in all mitzvahs, whether they be. Uh, more openly spiritual and bitachon-based like the mitzvah Shemitah, or if it's as the subsequent mitzvahs in the Parsha prove, they're more technical and ordinary, uh, like this mitzvah of Ribas, they still help us uh, connect to Hashem. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Zvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amem Torah Divrei Torah.
please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great Shabbos.